Welcome everybody. We are back on February twenty first. Tomorrow's Jerry's birthday. It is. It's also Clover's birthday. They have the same birthday? They do. I know that. Oh, happy birthday, Clover. Yeah, so happy birthday, Jordan and Clover. I know Brooke will probably listen to this, so she can pass that on. All right, we're back in the kitchen again, waiting for the snowstorm to hit us. Hopefully it doesn't, but who knows? We'll see. So, all right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from a Kitchen. And you can also send us an email at hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we have no emails to speak of, but we will have a little mailbag section coming up later because Steve posted on Instagram asking for people to ask us questions and we got seven, six, six questions. So we'll get to those in a little bit. So we will get into, oh, and we're guestless again. Guestless. Oh, yes. No yep. guests. Yep, no guests. All right, we will get into the hot takes then. And the first hot take is Matthew Stafford got a ring last week. So the Rams defeated the Bengals in the Super Bowl. It was a come-from-behind win. It's something Matthew's very known for, I guess. And it was a all right game. It wasn't the best there for a while, but I guess it is what it is. All I care is that he won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could care less if I won any bets. I just, the, I'm fascinated, you know, I guess it's the society because it's kind of been this way for LeBron too, in all honesty. So I, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I'll, I've come around on him a lot. And I, I, Matt Stafford's been an interesting study for me, one, because I'm biased in him, but two, um, it's just interesting how first it was he can't, he can't beat a team with a winning record. Yeah. And then it was he can't have a winning season. Then he couldn't win in the playoffs. And then he can't win in the Super Bowl. And now it's, well, he's not Hall of Fame. And I'm like, it's this moving goalpost that's been interesting. And um, the Hall of Fame thing, I mean, do I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame? No. Not yet. Not yet. Well, but I don't know why they're asking it right now. Yeah. On, he's on pace, though, probably for it. Yeah, and, and you know, much like Steph Curry, it's no fair. I, I don't mean to. I'm not saying by any stretch of imagination that Matt Stafford isn't the same lineage as Steph Curry, but it's not Matt Stafford's fault that the NFL is Pat's happy. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of quarterbacks that are are in this league right now that aren't putting up to the yards. He isn't plain and simple. He's just playing his role. Yeah, yeah he's just. And it's like Steph Curry. You, you can maybe it's partly his fault. Did you? Well, I'll just talk about this here in a minute, but. Um, it's not his fault the NBA is three happy and it, you know, wheels right into his. It's analytics coming in. Yeah, it's analytics, 100%. And we're going to talk about this here in a minute when we get to down the road here. But I don't know. The whole thing, the moving goalpost thing, I, I, I was annoyed very much last Monday morning because it's like I felt like we couldn't enjoy it outside of that and the girl falling off the stage and Matt just looking at her and then walking away, which wasn't, wasn't a good look. Yeah, it wasn't <clears> the best look for him, but he's going to help pay for her medical bills and well, buy her new cameras. Two, so. Kelly was right there. So I think that was the other thing Matt felt. Was like, well, I don't think he was in the right no, state was, of mind. No, he was hammered. <laughs> but he also knew his wife was right there, and it was obviously that Kelly was going to take care of it. You know, he was just like, all right. And of course, the Internet unearthed that poor girl. I shouldn't say poor girl, but it's been interesting what people have found on the girl now. So I don't know why people got to dig up people's past. Yeah. So just she broke her back pretty much. She broke her back. She fractured a vertebrae or something. She shouldn't have said some of the things she said about, you know, her excessive use of the N-word. It's not very smart, but. um, (laughs) That's just white people being dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Anyways. All right. So, do, well, let me ask you this. Do you think the Rams will repeat next year? If they if they return everyone but Whitworth? Um, I'm going to cop out and say they have a good chance. But Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Is OBJ a free agent or... Yes, I can see him signing with the Rams on a a decent sized contract. Maybe like a it won't be a minimum, but it's not going to be a big one either. Yeah, and it'll be I don't know. I can see if Odell left the Rams for a payday, I wouldn't be mad at this point. No, but I can see him staying and then doing some incentive contract. He's he's probably not going to play. He'll be lucky to play next year at all. I don't know if he's on the K Makers plan. Did he tear his ACL? Yeah. So I don't know, but well, he could, he could make a comeback in the middle of the middle right. of the season. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he obviously knows the system a little bit better, and I mean, he he's has the luxury of, you know, being able to take his time. He doesn't have to feel pressured like he would maybe with some teams to hurry up and get yeah. back. I mean, Robert Woods will be back by then. So yeah, if they can have everybody come back except Whitworth and. I th- think they have a pretty good chance, but I hear Sean McVay was thinking of retiring. And yeah, he was just saying that. And so did Aaron Donald, but yeah. I don't know how much you want to read into that. Yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. So, but seeing Aaron Donald with the shirt off, I'm scared of that man. You know, Aaron Donald's like I thought he would have some chub fat to yeah. him. Yeah, he's like less he's, than ten percent body fat. He is ripped. I, and what, you know what even makes it more crazy to me? Is he's like five eight? Oh, he's a short guy. But yeah, he's so it's like all that in that. Like yeah. I mean, or, or he's like my height, you know. And then the average NFL lineman's like six six, six five. So he's not a big guy. Like no. and it's yeah, it's wild. Like but what he did to the Bengals running back to just stop him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's a bad man. But we'll move on to our next depressing topic, which is. Michigan basketball is in disarray, and I just saw that Jawan Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season. It's not enough. Probably not. I mean, I I can say that. Again, if this was his first time, I'd probably be like, hey, you know, whatever. But it's obviously that he, uh, you know, he's got a problem here, or there is a problem involved, like, because. I'm not saying that fights don't happen and fights don't happen. I mean, fights happen between coaches because, I mean, there's documentation of all that crap happening in the season, but not the same guy. I don't know about that. Bob Knight had his issues. But he never punched another coach or attacked another coach. Not that we know of. He attacked his players. Yeah, well, and I'm not, I 100% agree with that. You know, I, the one article I read about the Detroit I knew it was, was like this guy, he started the article with, when Tom Izzo was verbally abusing players, I thought Tom Izzo should be fired. And now I think Juwan Howard should be fired. I'm like, okay, well, so you think everyone should be fired. Yeah, this is what, you're, what you were telling me. So and I was like, I mean, Juwan was wrong, period. There's no, there, I'm not going to sit here and stand up for it and make any excuses. He was wrong. And he should never do it again. And I'll tell you what, if he ever does it again, he shouldn't be at the University of Michigan. Well, no. Yeah. yeah. It probably is an escalating thing that's getting out of hand. I don't know. I mean, it's, it was a crazy situation. It just kept going worse and worse and worse. And I just, He probably should be done for the rest of the year, but I'm thinking that University doesn't think they're going to be playing much longer after the regular season anyway. Well, you never know. This this is the type of thing that solidifies a team, though, and puts a burr in their saddle. And before you know it, Michigan is going to the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? You and I both know that. I can totally see. This team's good. They just put their heads up their ass sometimes. And um, I don't know. So we'll see. I still haven't seen anything about Williams or Diabate, if they've been suspended or not yet. So. Yeah. Well, they're going to be suspended. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you can't be throwing punches. No, know. yeah. I, 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 always, I honestly thought Michigan was going to wait to see what the Big Ten levied for the kids to make sure that Juwan's punishment wouldn't be less than what the kids get. Um, but 
obviously they went ahead and did that. So they must have some type of insight. I, I would think they have some type of information okay. on what's going to happen to the kids because you don't you want to suspend Howard for the season and, and have those kids you know, be done for the entire year, you know what I mean, a like regular season, I should say. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I don't think they'd be done for the rest of the year. It'd probably be a game or two, yeah. I'm guessing. It would be interesting to read U of M's policy on fighting as a student. And how that would translate into, you know, just being honest. You know, I'm not looking for a reason to throw them off. It just, you know, it'd be interesting if yeah. a student punched another. Well, he's not another student, so I guess he's okay then. So, so yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just a messy thing. It, you know, I mean, you and I, you and I were both annoyed by it. We still are. I mean, it's just we're pissed off by it. So, so I, I, I only want to talk on. The Michigan side of it. I don't want to talk. I don't know what's kind of things. I have thoughts of that too. I just hope it, it always takes to a detango. Well, of course. And I, all I want to say is, Juwan Howard's wrong, and he should, you know, he should be done for the year. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. On the topic number three, which is NIL changing college sports. So I was watching a commercial. I forgot what the place, th- what the thing was. It was a bunch of girls, and I thought it was a Gatorade commercial at first. So I think Venus was in it, a couple of WNBA players and everything, and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a cool commercial. And then it ends with Paolo Bancaro on a train listening to headphones. And the first time I was like, well, that ain't Paolo. That's just some Venezuelan soccer player or something. You know, it just, it was kind of, so everyone it. And son of a gun, if it isn't him. And it's just wild to me how different it is now. Oh yeah. That he is absolutely making money and doing commercials and just I don't know, it's just wild to me. Yeah. I mean I yeah. It's nice to see him being able to make money off their own image, you know, yeah. instead of instead of the N- NCAA doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I the thing that ups the thing well, I that mean, I, the NCAA is still doing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> the players are able to get a piece of the pie yeah. I would like to see well, I think it's important is that, like, obviously, I'm biased because I'm a Duke fan, but Duke has this great, fantastic social media, multimedia, like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. So they have all the blue screen and screen screens, the all the editing that you're able to need to do for these situations. And I wonder, like, maybe Paolo did go and shoot this commercial. Maybe he went somewhere on location for the day or whatever. But... Your school being able to help market these kids in today's world almost has to be paramount if you're going to have a top-level tier program now. Oh. So, oh, I'm sure he did go film it one day. Anyway, what does Coach take it to tell him? No. Yeah. He's not going to class now anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's the second semester. Yeah, so. like once he's here, yeah, you're done. <laughs> so. so, All right, yeah. I think the NIL is good, but it could be the downfall of college sports. Well, you and I both know NC2A is a racket, so I'd care less if the whole thing falls apart. But anyways, go ahead. All right. And the last topic is NBA All-Star Weekend was this past weekend. Started on Friday and went through yesterday. So let's start. we'll go fast. Let's start Friday. Katie Cunningham. He was the MVP of the Rising Stars games. They're changing the format on, on everything. And yeah. I can't keep up. I, I, how do you? What do you think about Cade? I don't think I've watched much of the Pistons this okay. year. And since I got rid of cable, I don't yeah. think I'll be watching much of them. Every chance I can watch him, I watch him. And I think it's only been like four times. He's been on NBA TV once. Uh, a couple of ESPN games, and that's the only time. But every time, you know, he's I, I really like him. Um, I mean, I've heard he's gotten better over the oh, as yeah, the years yeah. gone along. So. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. I think part of the problem is is everything that Cade does well, our team stinks at. Yeah. So like, you know, he's going to be great in the pick and roll. So to be able to have a big that can attack the rim. That's why Marvin Bagley was. A neat pickup just to see what Cade can do. Martin Bagley probably isn't the guy. Well, maybe he is next year off the bench or whatever. But being able to do someone that can, what you ideally want is Evan Mobley. You know, you, you you want someone that can shoot the three, can defend on the pick and roll, but can roll and then 
cake and throw out the lob when they double team him, then he attacked the rim. We're obviously not gonna get Evan Mobley, but I mean, no. I mean, we they do have a young core, I guess, because they had three players in the yeah Rising Stars game. So I, I don't want pa- Paolo Bancaro. I think he's going to be fine, but I just don't want him on the Pistons. I don't think he mixes well with Katie, and I've watched a lot of Apollo. I would take Chet Holgram from Gonzaga. Chet would be all right. He can shoot the three for that pick-and-roll scenario. He's mean. He's got a good streak in him, and I think that's important that Detroit has. So, I heard the – I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but they said that – if Orlando gets the first pick, they would take Chet Holmgren. But if the Pistons were to get the first pick, they would take the kid from Auburn. Oh, okay. So, uh, I've watched. I watched the Arkansas game a little bit of it last week, and the kid from Auburn didn't really do a whole lot. Well, the problem with the kid with Auburn is, is like we have like five of those on our team right now. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Grant. You know, Sadiq Bay, Dembayaya, or whatever, however you say it. All these guys are like six, eight, you know, and I'm like, no, we need, you know, like, I'd be fine if they went defensive and even got a run protector. I'd be even fine with that. But, like, you could just, man, I just hate to see that. I just hate to see that. Detroit's got a long ways to go. That's a safe way to say it. All right, so let's move to Saturday. What did you think of the three-point shoot? Did you, did you watch anything Saturday? I I actually watched all All-Star Saturday night. Okay. I did too. I I was all right with the skills competition. Yeah, it was The three-point competition. So I think the problem with the skills competition was I would rather have, like, another three teams. Like, I could, like, draw it out a little bit, you know, because like, it was pretty good. I think they maybe didn't want to. I, I like the idea of a rookie's team. I like the idea of the Anacopo brothers. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind having a home team. That's kind of fun, too. Yeah. I mean, it was the first year, so they could yeah. learn from it. And I, I always like when the vets were in there, how they used to do, like, a WNBA girl, a veteran, and then somebody from the current yeah. NBA. I wouldn't mind an old team. So, like, could you put together, like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Catino Mobley, Tracy McGrady, and I don't know. I'd say Magic MJ and yeah. somebody else. Well, yeah, or, and Larry. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I mean, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah. And then, you know, I'd be all right with anyway. So the, we can talk ad nauseum here about the dunk competition in a minute. But part of the problem with NBA All-Star Weekend is it's not very many All-Stars playing it. There's not a lot of star power. So anything that would be fun where you would get the All-Stars playing, I'm for. And if Well, that's the way it really used to be. Yeah. And so if LeBron and Chris Paul and Carmelo wanted to put a team together for the skills competition and, and or whoever, whatever would get the three, you know, get more stars playing and have them have a good time and have yeah. them have fun, I'm for that. I understand they don't want to get hurt. I, I, it's a, it's a business, yeah. and some of those guys don't want to look dumb either, and I understand that as well. Because like Jalen Green, for example, which we're talking about here in a second, it just keeps getting worse for him. <laughs> At least a few of them in Michigan that does. So, well, I haven't been following him late this year. So. Okay, so but so anyway, you'll have to keep. You'll have to inform me. Yeah. Like, so the three point shootout was nice because I had a dookie in it, so that always makes me happy. Almost one. Almost one. had a pretty good first round there. Yeah, and Carter Anthony Towns, good. And so, yeah. I mean, the three-point shootout was good. I, I wish there would have been maybe – everybody there was a really good shooter. So that's part of the problem with three-point shooters. They tend to sometimes not be as superstar-ish as yeah. – But, you know, I understand if you don't want to have – if Steph, you're just whatever, so. Well, he's done it before. Yeah. So I get it, but – Usually the three-point shootout isn't, like you said, it isn't the stars. It yeah. But, so. it but, I thought Clay would have done, should have done it. Clay would have been a cool one. You know, I thought, I like they added the green ball for the, the four points or the, the extra point or whatever it was. Two spots. Yeah. I wouldn't, 
I'd be all right if they actually moved the, th- the three-point contest back. Oh, they probably should. Yeah, you, 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 and maybe, I don't know. Because that's what it's coming to. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about that in a second as well. So I just, I don't know. Anything that's kind of fun. I mean, if you look at the NHL and uh, NFL, they went cr- the, almost to the extreme of crazy, entertaining funness. Some of it was kind of stupid, but some of it was really good. So, like, I think anything that allows the players themselves to have fun and creativity, I'm all for. So, because that's what's going to get them to do it or want to do it, you know. So, all right, you ready? I'm ready. The shitty-ass dunk contest. What a mess. <laughs> How do you fix this? It's almost beyond repair now. I don't... I guess you... You woo the dunkers, because what they had in there, were they... Weren't dunkers. No. And then on top of which, the all did you watch the All-Star game last night at all? I watched the first half. Okay. There was better dunks in the All-Star game oh, yeah. Yeah. than there ever were. You know, I used to think it was superstars. Like, LeBron should have competed at some point on it. You know, and, and he should. But some of those, I always enjoyed, like, the younger rookies kind of making a name for them. I mean, Kobe, Mike, you know, all these guys did it. It was a hot mess. Well, it started with Cole Anthony and those Timberlands and just went downhill from there. I mean, I guess I could say went uphill because the Timberlands was just a terrible idea. Yeah. And it took too long. And he's lucky he didn't hurt himself. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. I told they, you. they can't let them keep trying it over and over again. You no. get two chances, you're done. Yeah. You get your first chance, you don't miss it, or you, you, and then you got your second chance. That's it. You're done. Score them and get them out of there. Well, I guess they have three <clears throat> chances, but you have to actually make a downward motion right. for it to be a chance. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. It's over. No. Because that was the problem they ran into years ago was it took the Birdman 50 tries to make a dunk. Yeah. Just, nobody wants to watch that. No, and, and they're tired by then, too, because yeah. they're running up there. Ten times, so yeah, that it was a hot mess. So I told you, bring back the wheel. And the wheel would help. Do something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just it was absolutely terrible. I wanted. I should have just went to bed. Cause yeah, hundred. I actually fell asleep before the last dunk. And yeah, I agree. So all right. And then the game yesterday. Well. Like, for example, we're really quick, sorry. Like Zion. Admittedly, he's probably done forever. But, like, Zion would have been a great dunker to have in the dunk oh, yeah. contest. The, these people, I mean, I can understand why he's not because of his health issue. But he's the person that should be in it. He's the one where everyone's tuning in to watch it. And, you know, if you can't, you almost have to make these people do it somehow. Because if not, it's not a waste of time. So, and it's bad for the NBA. It's not yeah. good. So... All right, I'm done. All right, so the game. I mean, I didn't watch the game last year, so I don't know if this was a new thing or not, but they did the win each quarter. That's been for three years now, or four years. All right. That's how far behind I am because I don't like watching the game. Right. Because I want to just beat myself in the head. (laughs) I tried to watch it just for this, but... It's not basketball, pretty much. It's pickup basketball. Well, I get that. Yeah. I can understand your point. I actually like this better than it used to be because they at least try at toward the end of the quarters to play some type of defense. Yeah. Um, I know it's not going to be the 80s and early 90s where they actually tried and wanted to be there. Yeah. But, but part of it is just all these guys make too much money and nobody wants to get hurt to – Screw up their their money, I know, and and that, that's really fair. But I don't know how you get around it because part of that All Star Weekend, if you're not going to get the All Star to participate in it at some point, what's the point of having it? Yeah. So it's like the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is terrible. Did you watch well, the Pro Bowl game? I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in years. It, this was the absolute worst it's ever been, and it, it, it is 100 percent the manifestation of why would anyone want to tackle anyone. Why would you want it if you're the tackler, like um, the honey badger? Why would you want to 
go out full-fledged and you can knock the snot out of someone possibly hurting yourself. Plus, why would you want to hurt another player over an ex- exhibition? It's just not something you're going to want to do. I don't know. Sean Taylor wanted to do it. So. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the Pro Bowl, I figured out how you could fix it. I mean, I, I went through the whole thing on uh, the Pro Bowl. First of all, they should have a kickoff with the kickers where they play a horse or pig. And they, they don't have to be back. They can move anywhere in that area to kick it. So if they want to kick it sideways and hook it around or whatever, yeah. pick four of the best kickers or who wants to do it and have them play pig, give the winner a million bucks. Next, seven-on-seven flag football. Because no one's playing defense anyways. And no one's got to tackle. So let's just play seven-on-seven. Get rid of the linemen. And then lastly, we have the lineman tug of war. So that way we're not leaving the linemen out. Yeah. We're still having them in it. And they play a tug of war. With a bag full of a bag full of cash in the middle, and then the winning side gets it. It's my Pro Bowl, and after all, Pro Bowl pitch. Well, we should call Roger Goodell and see what he thinks. I just think it's entertaining. Yes, I mean it's supposed to be for the fans. Yeah, and the thing is, is that no one's getting hurt that bad. I mean, the seven on seven people might get hurt, but I think they would play it. Yeah. You know, because what they played last time was flag football. They weren't even tackling each other, Brad. They put two hands on each other and stopped moving, and then the ref would blow the whistle. So you might as well play flag football. Well, it's two in touch. Yeah. yeah. So I just was like, oh, anyways. I just, I think the NFL is scared of flag football as long as it's not on a beach. Yeah. Cause... Right. <laughs> um, so let's go back to the NBA. Sorry. The three-point thing is obnoxious. It wasn't as bad as last year. Last year, what you missed was Dame was healthy. And every time Steph would shoot a three, 38 feet behind the three-point line, Dame would go, oh, I'm going to shoot a 39 feet behind this three-point line. Kind of like, I'm not going to let you show me up. Yeah. And then Steph would go, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to shoot at 40 feet. And then this whole madness started where they both were shooting threes further and further back to see who, you know, and... It, it almost wrecked the flow of the game. Not like this time where Steph just got hot and it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Like in a bad way. Like, you know, they were both taking these ridiculously bad. Steph's heat check from half court, maybe, where did you watch that? He hit four three-pointers in a row. And the whole place was going bananas. So they were starting to press him up a little bit. So then LeBron gives him the ball to walk up to the court. And the one guy, was whoever was defending, was waiting at half court for him. So Steph just pulled it from half court. But, I mean, he made it four in a row. The whole place yeah. was on its feet, you know. And when it didn't go in, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to not shoot it further and further back now. But, um, first of all, Steph Curry is amazing. He is. He's unbelievable. He is. I finally decided that he is the best shooter in the world. Yeah. Of all time. He is. I mean, I've been stuck on Ray Allen the whole, for the longest time. But. And that's fair. Ray Allen's definitely a top five shooter. Well, yeah. yeah. But he's unbelievable. Um, Giannis, did you hear what Giannis said to Steph Curry? No. He blamed Steph Curry for ruining the dunk contest because instead of people practicing dunks growing up and wanting to dunk, everybody's shooting three-pointers well, now. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fun. I get that. Yeah. So, but, um, no, I, I, I like, you know, I've, I've liked the way they're working in the All-Star, uh, at least as game-wise. I mean, and outside of the NHL All-Star game, which is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, they've, Gone to mini games. Yeah. The nice thing about the NHL All-Star game, I'm not trying to dunk on hockey, is by them not killing each other on the ice, it's such an open, fun, flowing The beauty of what I think hockey is, a lot of passing and flowing and everything, you get to see that at the All-Star game. And to me, that's what's entertaining. You know, guys dumping the puck in behind and then just dumping, chasing for 35 minutes and then having a random fight break out, I just... I just, I just don't care. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways. All right. I guess we'll move on to the mailbag then. Well, like I said, Steve was on, posted an Instagram story and asked, for people to ask us questions for the pod tonight, and we had four people ask us questions, and so six questions total. And we will start with 
Certainly my wife. Yes. Question from Allison's sixteen sixteen, and her first question is: What is your favorite pod to listen to? I have, I listen to a, a couple podcasts, you could say, but I think my favorite one to listen to is "How Did This Get Made." You've said that before. Yes, and it's three comedians, and they talk about bad movies. I mean, most of them are bad, but some of them, they're all right. You know, they've broken down all the Fast and Furious movies and all that, but there's just something funny to listen to, and their live shows are probably some of the best podcasts I've listened to. Because it allows the audience to give a reaction, because yeah. if you're just like us, you know, it's, I mean, it can be funny, but it's just... Right. To have the crowd reacting just takes it up a level because then they go up and are up and they up their game I guess so I think that's my favorite podcast to listen to JJ it's easy for me but I mean like I've really there's a lot of other different pods that I listen to for different things like I really enjoy Becky and Chris's Tuxedo Time they're people I follow on YouTube and of course, YouTube is very short. Everything's really concise and to the point. So their podcast is very long-winded, and that's a lot of their personality show. And they are able to expand on things which they're not able to do in the other formats that they make so well. So I enjoy that a lot. But and then I really like Ryan Russell's podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, I love his life advice. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, like, really the only thing. I, I'll skip half that. Like, when they have, he has an author on, I'm mean, like, I'm not even, just life advice. Yeah. So, I do enjoy life advice. Cause yeah. Get Steve Cerruti and... <laughs> oh, yeah, all those guys. Nephew Kyle in there. <laughs> all right. All right. And we'll go with Allison's second question. She's angry. How do you feel about the Russian figure skater being allowed to compete while taking a banned substance? I, my thing is, I don't know why it took so long for it to come out since the test was taken in December and it's now February and they allowed her to participate in the Olympics. Well, it's because Russia wanted to win. Well, I know. I mean, there were a bunch of cheaters. Yeah. I mean, she didn't win, but two Russians did take silver. I hate Russian athletics even more than I disliked them before, <laughs> if it was even possible. But watching the way they treated their athletes and seeing those poor girls, well, like, yeah. crying, just the way the one was being ostracized and everything, I was just, what a mess. What a mess. Uh, they aren't very nice people. No. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think she should have been allowed to participate, but... I mean, she's 15 years old. Well, see, I don't think she had any control of it. No, my whole problem, and I kind of was discussing this with Allison a little bit, my problem's with Russia, not that girl. Yeah. But until the IOC does something about it, it's like, hey, you guys are crooks. You know. That's, I guess that's what the Olympic Committee gets for letting them participate yeah. in the first place. You know, you can't participate under the Russian name and flag, but it's called ROC some generic flag. That's, that's BS. Yeah, I mean, that's what, they're just abusing the system. And the worst part about it is there are those athletes out there, I'm sure with Russia, that are passionate and trying their best and, you know, but this stuff's crap, so. Yeah. All right. All right. Some of these questions are deep, so. Yes. So, <laughs> we will go with P Max. Patrick. Patrick, yes. P underscore Mac underscore. He sent us two questions, and his first question is Of the four Detroit proteins, which do you think makes a meaningful, meaningful playoff run first? They're all almost at the same stage, which is really interesting. Uh, I think. The Tigers and the Red Wings are a little farther along than the Pistons. The Lions are a lost hope right now. But the trick world is meaningful. I know. <laughs> I think the Illiches 
will put more money into their teams. Yeah, that's a good point. And it is Hockey Town, so I'm going to go with the Red Wings. I think they're close to the playoffs this year. Yeah, yes, so. 100%. I got the Pistons. Only because he said meaningful. If he would have said make the playoffs, I would have said the Red Wings as well. But I think meaningful, I think the, the part of the, your point, the Red Wings have just enough in place still. The Eisenman's still trying to get a clean house and... Detroit almost has a blank slate. It's the Pistons, I'm sorry, almost have a blank slate. It's beautiful. And hopefully we can draft a couple things and make a couple other things happen and away they go. Because one thing that the NBA has shown us, you only need one or two people and then away you go. So They've got a good start going. And the East stinks. That helps them as well. So they can make it into the second round pretty easily. Anybody can, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that was. My I think th- the East is yeah. better than than what people might think. I, maybe they're. I've heard that they're. They've closed the gap on the West. Well, okay. Yeah. But it's still. Yeah. But they do have the past two champions. So. That's true. So, well. Has two true champions. I don't count the bubble. Okay. <laughs> I don't give a shit. All right. And Patrick's second question. I'm going to say right now I don't have an answer. But he asks, what areas of progress do you project for Alpina in a 10-year look ahead? Hi. I don't know. I is something I don't really think about so I don't have an answer uh, well I think off the top of my head what I guess I'm going to answer your question on what needs to happen versus what could happen what needs to happen first is the thing I keep banging the drum on but we, we need more high speed internet access into our rural areas because until that happens like, we obviously have a housing problem in Alpena, which a lot of people, places do around the United States right. and in the world. But we're not going to be able to grow. Like, the people that live in town that would move and buy a $300,000 house aren't going to buy a $300,000 house if they don't have high-speed internet. Yeah. So you got, if you want to build these subdivisions that are 15 miles out of town, which normal it's a normal thing for the normal communities... Even in the small Spitaski, you know, you go 15 minutes out of town, they have a pop-up subdivision, you know. So if we're going to go out into, like, the Beaver Lake area or whatever the hell it is, and you're going to put in, you know, 20 expensive homes, they got to have internet. So, you know, as a person that's shopped real estate, because Alice and I want to move at some point, I can't tell you how many houses we found that were like, okay, yeah, I could play a game, and then there's no internet. We're done. We're walking away from it. We're just not going to do it. So so that's that. The next thing is you is, is housing, because they go hand in hand, because all this development that we're creating and all these places that are coming, which is awesome, it's not going to matter if we don't have anyone that could work the jobs. And there's no motivation for anyone to move here if they can't find decent housing that's affordable so it's, it's a mess so that's what i think our community needs to actually truly grow that's why i think that press guild thing which again alice and i are on worth considering is such a great idea because 20 20 condos out in press guild it's 20 houses that are going to open up well maybe 10 maybe half people move out of their houses and the other half is for 10 people that are going to move to the community, you know, doctors, just, you know, things like that. So it's tough. That's what I think Alpena's next big thing. You know, Starbucks, Marshalls, the hotel, all these things are great. But none of it's going to matter if we can't have the people to work it. Yeah. And we're short on people now as it is. So until we figure out how to get more people in our community, 
and we're gonna people. Some of these jobs will pay the people. We just don't have the people. Some of it true is, and you can make. I'm not gonna get into that part, but yeah, we just need housing. That's really where honestly I believe where it starts at. So. All right. Well, I'll piggyback off of that question, and Kelly Hickory asks. Bluebird Boutique. Yes. What changes, if any, do you hope to see in Alpena? I guess. I would hope. What changes, I hope, it becomes illegal to have super loud exhaust in town, and everyone gets a ticket. That's not going to happen. Probably not. If I wanted it. So every time I try to go outside, then I have to hear... But anyways, um, but realistically, continue to invest. I think we have to figure out something with our schools at some point. Okay. And that, and I like the water thing to get resolved, which they just released a statement saying it's going to take more time today. Well, which I don't, city in the township. Oh my god. I don't think that's ever going to get resolved. It's embarrassing. It is. It really is. It is everything that I can't stand about government in a single issue. But anyways, um, continue to improve, like the Boys and Girls Club um, is an important thing. I think it's good to, you know, child care in our community, adequate child care, which we don't have enough of. Um, you know, the, the high school needs improvements still. I know people would like to hear this, but, you know, you have to have a nice hospital and you have to have nice schools. And that's what people will bring their families and raise their families in the community. So if we want our PNA to continue to have sustained, smart growth, we have to invest in our schools. Yeah. So there's no way Posen should have a larger millage than the Alpena does. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on, Alpena, wake up. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Now, part of it is the school's fault. When it went from 2.2 mils, when they were at 2.2 mils or whatever it was, and it went down to 1.78, before it went to 1.78, the school should have said, we're going to run a renewal at the 2.2. For whatever reason, that didn't happen. The school board didn't do that. They didn't continue it. So once the mill dropped, the idea of asking voters to raise their taxes again, they were like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But if at the 2.2 mil, they would have said, hey, we're just going to keep it things the same. Everybody would have signed up for that. They would have had no problem with that. But they let it go low, and now they're, you know, anyways. So, right. Yeah. All right. I just want to see some different food options, I guess. I'm going the food route. Okay. Thanks. I mean, just, we have, we have decent restaurants. We do. Yeah. I would just like a different variety of food options, I guess. Different ethnic foods. Well, I mean, it's Alpena. I know. But. I mean, there's always going to be five burger joints in the town. That's just the way it's going to be. So, but I, 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 I feel your pain. I mean, yeah, it would have been it's nice. Just the same thing every time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I would like something different. I guess. Anyway, we will move on to our buddy Jeff Mendock, and. He, this is our last question, and he asks, if a genie granted you one wish, what would it be? And this is the question I've thought about most, and the only answer I can come up with is I wish that the pandemic didn't happen. Oh. I don't want any money or anything, I just wish the pandemic didn't happen. Oh, I, I have no idea. The question's too big. Pandemics, that seems like such a small thing. It's great. I mean, it's good. It's your answer, so whatever. But, like, I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, it'd be nice to no more children were exploited ever again. <laughs> yeah. Across the world. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we could ask for, but... I mean, that's the problem with that. Like, selfishly, maybe Jeff is looking for more of a selfish answer. Like Probably. What I would like. Um, 
I mean, the first thing off that met my wife, she had to get rid of her rheumatoid arthritis. So, so because that, you know, um, after that, but selfishly for me, um, it'd be nice to have less debt, maybe in a, be in a different house. So, and all that, how that would line up for me. I feel like I make a fair amount. I have, Allison and I both have decent jobs. Yeah. It's just, you know, paying off the, the student loans and, you know, which is all going to, it's whatever. I signed up for it. I'm not dodging it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, you know, to be able to do some things like that would be cool. But, I mean, like I said, I'm, that's what I signed up for. I knew what I was going to get myself into, mm-hmm. so I'm not dodging it. So. It would be nice to be debt free. Yeah. I mean, I would love to live on the lake and have a truck in the garage that you know I sell them all and blah blah blah. That would be great. Yeah. But my, I guess my problem is it's like I really don't care. Like I, if I don't ever live on the lake, I'm gonna be fine with it. Yeah. If I don't ever own a truck, I'm gonna be fine with it too. So those are all nice things, but I just don't care. Like I just want you to be happy. I want my kids to be happy. I want my friends to be healthy. I mean, these are the things I care about. The rest of this, and then I'm old enough now, I have perspective on my life, and I've had some loss and some serious things happen. So, like, these are the, you start caring about the bullshit, for the lack of a better term. So, yeah. We will move on to our top five now. And our top five is our top five man crushes. Steve called me last week with this one. And I was like, yeah, I like it. It happened all at once. I watched JJ on YouTube, turned it on to the TV, and ESPN was running, and they were showing Matt Stafford. And then I switched to the channel over to the Warriors the game. And I was like, okay, there's something going on here. And I go, we couldn't figure this out. I don't, and I was just telling you, I don't think it's necessarily man crush, but men we really to dig. Yeah. You know, and it could be across any medium. It's not just sports. Yeah. I'm struggling. I'm scared. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's only five guys. It's, that's the part of the problem, right? Yeah. So you go first. All right. Well, I will take our easy choice in Tom Brady. I figured you'd take Tom, which made it easier for me, so then I didn't have to worry about it. It's got to be J.J. Redick. He's still around. Even though he's gone, he's still there. He's working for ESPN. Did you see the commercial for State Farm yet? No. We're going to watch it together after this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, all right. So that's my second. Are we snaking? So i got to pick number two now? It's either Matt Stafford or Seth Curry. You only have one. I know. Matt Stafford. Good choice. Good choice. Because I was going to take Matthew didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, since you took Matthew Stafford, I'm going to take Joe Burrow as my number two. (laughs) He's pretty cool. I've just... Enjoy Joe Burrow since his last year at LSU. Yeah. So, just smoking that cigar. All right. And my third pick will be Jay-Z. Ooh, nice. He's not a businessman. He's a business man. <laughs> Peter McKinnon, number three. Because I didn't want it to all be athletes. And Steve Yuen, I think that's his name. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to pick an Asian. I felt obligated to do that. I almost thought about picking five Asians and like just throwing Tiger in there and just making it work. Okay. But I just wanted to make sure that was represented. That's good. So yeah. All right. Well, my last two. Number four, I'm going to go with Duncan Robinson. All right. Undrafted. Division three to division one. Undrafted to making millions and millions of dollars in the NBA just for shooting threes. Yep. 
number five is going to be a little out there, but it's going to be Grogu or Baby Yoda. Interesting. So my could be further from yours, but number five to round it out is The Rock. All right. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. I was just trying to, like, as you can tell, by my, I was trying to diversify because I could have done this just in football players, yeah. but or basketball players. And now Steph Curry's on the outside going, what the fuck, Steve? <laughs> so, but. I was going from number two to undrafted. Yeah, I went from number two to undrafted. So, I didn't want it to all be athletes. And I think The Rock's cool. He's a little, a little more muscle than I would want. But, man, you have to appreciate that son of a gun's drive. Well, yeah. Like, it's impressive. I follow him on Facebook and Instagram, and I just love his videos with his daughters. Yeah, and he's a motivated son of a gun. Yes, it's a good family. It seems like a good family man. He just seems like he uh, he gets it. Like he understands that this is all like could all end tomorrow for him, and that yeah. he could be you know. I mean, he's set for life now, but he understands that his life's a privilege and everything. So, yeah. like, all right. Well, mm-hmm. any honorable mentions you don't want to say off the top of your head? Matt Damon. I have somebody from that bunch. George Clooney. I have him on here. Yeah. Bill Simmons. Nice. John Grisham. Okay. Um, Steph Curry, obviously, which I talked about. And then um, there was somebody else on there. Oh, Kanye. Yeah. Now you have to understand, like I'm. If I had Kanye's life, I wouldn't be crazy like Kanye. Does that make sense? So Kanye's in some deep doo doo right now. Yeah, so. he's not doing well, but like part of his. I mean, he's got obviously issues, but his life's pretty wild. He's got his own record label. He's a great musician. He's got his own clothing. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's pretty cool. But he's an idiot. He is. So, so I will agree with that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that takes care of today's episode. All right. How easy was this? I can upload it from my phone. We're going to be done. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I don't know when the next one is. It'll be soon, though. All right. And we, we have some guests slated, but I just, this was supposed to be the day after the Super Bowl. And then I just was like, I don't want to do it. I was kind of like, eh. I wasn't in the mood for Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I think it, the, the high was so high that after it happened. <laughs> we crashed. Yeah, we, I think it almost had to happen right Sunday night. Like right after the game, we should have been together and done it then. And then after that, I was just like, I don't even feel like talking about it now. Like, I was happy. I still am. But, and then he fell off the stage. We were going to, okay, let's get money. Let's do Tuesday. But then he fell off the, that chick fell off the stage. And I got mad because I was like, man, that's not good. What are you, the fuck are you doing? So, all right. Well, we're going to let you guys go. I'm going to show Brad the JJ Redux State Farm commercial. Right. Oh, no. To the NBA Analytics commercial. Anyway, he's in a commercial That's and perfect. he's amazing. So, go watch it now. Hi. Slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like